2: All right, welcome everybody to Guys at a Mike Show, TalkZone.com. Thank you for joining us. Beautiful Thursday, fine city of Chicago, wherever you might be. Hopefully, the weather is nice as it is here in the big city. We got college football starting tonight. We keep thinking about this weekend being the opening of college football, and I think most of us uh, had kind of Saturday as the big opening day, but there's a lot of games today. They tee it off tonight college football big dog and a coach we'll talk about that a little baseball action nfl as well we'll jump off the sports page as we always do it of course part of the experience here are the two guys at a mic show is enjoying david Olson, our producer and the talk zones award-winning musical selections Sure, but that sounds like the same musical selection we added Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I guess David must like that song. David Olson, our producer. Other side of the glass, again, thanks for joining us. you want to join us in a more personal nature, you can do so via the telecommunicative phone lines, which are 888-463-6748. Thank you very much, 888-463-6748. Yeah, tonight, the opening of college football on the docket. I already got my first game set on the tape machine. Now, this is an underrated battle. But there's actually a trophy that's going to be awarded this year. Two arch rivals in Division One, Double A. Big dog, awesome. I will be viewing. I will be viewing the Fighting Leathernecks, not Leathernecks, the Fighting a Panther of Eastern Illinois. As they take on the Redbirds of Illinois State. That'll be my first of many, of many college football selections this year. How
3: are you,
1: buddy? Oh, that, is, that sounds like the, the best game to watch today. I know they got a UNLV. Going into Camp Randall and being the sacrificial lamb of what will be the Wisconsin Badgers' I don't like know. The best Lon, team in the Big Ten this year,
2: Lon Kruger will have that UNLV team ready to
3: play.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, well, yeah, they're not, it's not going to be forty minutes of hell and, <laughs> and pressure. though But Lon okay. Kruger's style of, uh, of basketball is don't let the other team know you're there. <laughs>
2: yes, he's also not the basketball coach at UNLV anymore, but it was the best I could do no. spur of the moment. Yeah,
1: is John Robinson still coaching for UNLV, Coach? I think
2: John Robinson, didn't he pass away?
1: Oh, I didn't mean to be. Uh, yeah. Did he? I yeah. was joking about whether he was coaching there because he, yeah. he ended his career there and really turned the program around after they had been like, oh, for forever.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, the Illinois State. Eastern Illinois game coach. Actually, that that would be the best game on television if that was on. Is it on TV? Is it on it
2: Comcast? It is. It is. Got a little Comcast Sports Network. They've actually built that game up this year. I'm going to have to get the name of the trophy, but for the first time ever, they got a trophy between these two schools. I know a lot of people listening outside the state of Illinois aren't into it, but it's a good matchup between two pretty evenly matched teams to open up the ball. Uh, to open up the season.
1: Well, Charleston and Normal. Uh, not too far from each other, so yes. that should be a pretty good rivalry, actually. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you something, between the two Eastern Illinois girls, much superior. And by the way, any, any gentleman out there, you might want to focus on the majors at Eastern Illinois, because legitimately, when I went to college there, one of my buddies was dating a girl from there. I went there, and it's four to one, women to guy ratios, wow. one of the best in the country. Wow. Okay. Now, ours at McMurray, where I went, another fact where I went there, it was four to one also, women to men. But the problem was it was weight ratio. We had some big girls. <laughs> back, we call them Macapodimus. Okay, we had some big girls. So, well, uh, East Illinois, that's what they're known for. So, between. Illinois State, which just has these massive, massive, they're known for massive dorms. Well, that's not what I want to be. I don't want to live in some massive storm.
2: I like that. Sorry for the delayed effect, by the way. That was not uh, David Olson's technical difficulty. That was me on the rebound, but I like that. Four-to-one ratio, the only problem was it was a weight ratio. Nicely done. Yeah. Yeah. Nicely done. All right, I think Eastern Illinois is down to a three-to-one ratio, but you are correct. Charleston, Illinois, for uh, uh, quality-looking females?
1: Oh, so you, you know about this this uh, pattern out in Eastern? Don't yeah. You know
2: about it? Yeah, but uh, you okay. know, I don't think the ratio is quite four to one. I don't want to get any of our prospective sixteen, seventeen year old guys getting overly excited. But uh, it's a good place to have a good time, and God forbid you actually go to school there. They got some good academics as well.
1: It, I think they got they have great majors for something like forestry, like that kind of
2: stuff. <laughs> yes, and that was not a joke. You were serious about forestry.
1: Yeah, I am. Yeah.
2: Speaking of majors, we had a young kid in yesterday, big dog, uh, filling in for you, uh, uh, Kevin Jackman, K-Jack, did a great job, sports director at North Central College, kid out of Glenbrook South High School, real sharp and everything, and I told Dave before the show, you know, Kevin did a great job, really, you know, really sharp kid, wasn't he? Dave goes, if he was that sharp, he wouldn't have radio for, or wouldn't have broadcasting for a major.
1: Yeah, that's, he's exactly right. Yeah, he's got exactly a
2: point. Sadly right. enough, he's got a point there. Really, you and me are kind of uh shining examples of that.
1: Although not really, because what are you talking about, I didn't, I didn't actually yeah. go to school for it.
2: That's true. Neither of us have actually been trained. In well, I mean, the... I
1: have. I was trained by David Kaplan for three months. Yeah. That was kind of like my going to school, was working at WGN for three months mm-hmm. and getting hammered every day. Yeah. Not drinking every day, just... Oh, by the way, the engineer for WGN that I, that I knew back then actually lived in the building that my uh, that my girlfriend lives in. Uh-oh. And I got to tell you something, Coach, this is an odd individual. Okay? Choo-choo! Yeah. And I To be an engineer for like 25 years in... in I, I don't know what's eventually going to happen to David Olson, but if he turns into Aubrey... <laughs> it's going to be a sight, coach. Uh-huh. I don't get it. Well, I just uh, the simple fact is, you know, he comes over here to like to help my girlfriend move in. Mm-hmm. The man's like 102 pounds, and he's trying to help her move stuff. It, it might be one of the funniest things I had ever seen. And then I start talking to him, and he starts to, oh, I'm at WJ. He starts telling me stories about it, and then, then I realize why he's not on air. And I was trying to leave him alone, and he kept, like, telling me more stories. I'm like, you're going to have to leave me alone, please. uh.
2: (laughs) Yeah, by the way, if you listen to the promotions when you get hired as an intern under David Kaplan, I believe the uh, resume or the employment opportunity says something like, you will be learning under the best. And it's signed, David Kaplan. (laughs) A man not very shy of... uh, of his ego, but he actually does a great job, David and I enjoy listening to him. And speaking of engineers, Big Dog, you know, and the start of college football, just to show you how intensely excited I am about the start of college football season, I did have yet another disturbing dream last night. Woke up in the middle of the night. Thought burglars were breaking in. We've had some neighborhood problems, and that uh, I thought, you know, at first that's what woke me up. But then I couldn't go back to sleep. Looked over my wife, and just for a brief moment in time, about two thirty in the morning, she looked a little bit like Pete the Boilermaker.
1: You know, that would be downright scary, Coach. Yep. Yep, it was, um... I mean, you know what, if somebody breaks into your house, you know, and they're reeled in a gun, you know, that's scary. But if you get a guy with a massive hat of construction helmet <laughs> and the size of that freaking sledgehammer, yes. I mean, you get a guy that he looks like freaking Thor. Yeah, Sleep- sleeping right next battery. to you, too. You'd walk him right to the safe. Oh. You know, he'll know how to open it up. He's Pete the Boilermaker. Very, very scary.
2: Did have the engine with him. I tried checking under the hood, but uh, no luck. Went back to sleep about 3 o'clock. But uh, the anticipation of college football, that's what it's all about, picked up.
1: Yeah, it, it really is. It, you know, I am I have to call like the championship games of this softball tournament tonight.
3: Mm-hmm. And they're
1: wondering if I'm going to continue on uh, doing, like, calling softball games the rest of the year. To be quite honest with you. If, if I don't have Tuesday and Wednesday night, I don't think I can do it because I, I have to work all day Saturday. Anyways, I have to have one day like Thursday night of my college football coach have to.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I'm Jonesing today. You have no idea how difficult it's going to be for me not to be able to watch a true game, not to, not preseason stuff when it doesn't count, but mm-hmm. to actually watch people going out there trying to win a real game. I can't wait.
2: Won't you be able to uh, at least via the tape machine? Won't you be able to do a little, a little DVR action and you know when you get home?
1: 11, well, 20? I met the girlfriend, and she just got RCN. And just let me say this out there to anybody who's in Chicago and might be choosing a a, a network to, oh, what do you call it, a, a cable company. Don't choose RCN. That's all I have to say to you. So all the stuff we were supposed to have wasn't put in last week, including like the... The, the DVR machine, all that stuff, all the channels you're supposed to get, none of it went right. So now we've had this for over a week, so it's going to take them about 12 days to actually get us the HD DVR. Isn't David, it ridiculous?
2: David Olson, our technical director, RCN, brought a certain reaction from you. Oh, hate RCN and Comcast.
0: And did, did you did you guys sign
2: a contract with RCN?
1: Um, I don't know if she has a contract. She did put out a rather large deposit,
3: though. Uh, it's uh, uh. horrible.
1: <laughs> it's, it's been horrible so far, David. I can't even explain it. Dave,
3: David looked yeah, like he cause just sucked I would, I would sour say, because
0: yeah, I could have got you a big discount on WOW, which is the new upstart company coming in to the area,
1: and they're fantastic. Okay, well, you know what? I'm going to find this information out, and we'll, we'll get back to this off-air, but Yeah, yes, absolutely. But you like
0: this WoW stuff? Love it. Love it. They they just came into the area six months ago, and they're
2: fantastic. Need to remind David Olsen and you, Big Dog, and your girlfriend, that if you go WoW and not Comcast, you will not be privy to the CN100 High School Game of the Week featuring myself on the color announcing. Just a thought. No, it's on on one of the Comcast channels because we have them all. Oh, you do? Yeah. Via WoW? Yeah, via WoW. WoW gets the Comcast channels. Yeah. Oh, well, then forget what I just said.
1: Oh, that's good to know, because an RCN, I won't be able to watch you. So I how am I going to get my fix to the coach? <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing like a high school volleyball game on a Tuesday night. and have me put you on when I have 20 of my buddies over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Coach, I got to tell you, they, you should really see that. And, I mean, obviously, they're my friends. They're all kidding around. But the, yep. the, the comments that come on, that's one thing I would like to record it. All
2: yeah, right, to- smartass. I don't I guess I open myself up for that. Thank you very much. I'm sorry, but thank you. all right, so we got college football to talk about big dog and, and hopefully you get that uh, d v r the little tape machine fixed, so you know you won't be able to watch all the games, but at least you can select a game, maybe catch some highlights. I know it'll be painful for you uh having to work on the weekends and not being able to watch Saturdays and Sundays
1: yeah, and uh legitimately are like you want to do the fireworks panel on Saturday blah blah blah, and I'm sitting there thinking I'm like, is the amount of money I'm gonna make? Equal to the entertainment value of watching LSU host Oregon at home a night game Woo! through the best teams in college football, honestly. Wow. And I'm thinking, like, is, like can I just turn down, I'm going to work for three hours and make 150 bucks, or should I just spend $100 and watch LSU take out o- Oregon? I'm actually I'm going through it. I'm going to have to work, Coach. It's, it's mm-hmm. making me want to puke. I'm not kidding you.
3: Yeah, really- like,
1: what happened in my life that I can't? Take three hours off and watch LSU versus Oregon.
2: Well, you got to get the work where you can right now. Mm-hmm. You, you know, if you can find it during the day, during the week, then you can, uh, you know, get get the Saturday uh, college football watching. But right now, you got to take the money where you can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, get the tape machine going. Now it's, uh, it's Oregon visiting LSU.
1: Yeah, Oregon wow. going in playing a night game, a Saturday night game at mm-hmm. LSU, and everyone's like, oh, What are they going to do without Jordan Jefferson? They're a better team, Jordan Jefferson. I know Jared Lee had, like, that when he was a, well, a freshman, everybody thinks he's an idiot because he threw, like, seven interceptions or turned for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, he's, like, been a backup. I think this kid is going to be one of the best things that ever happened at LSU. U. going to be able to throw the football.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Jordan Jefferson ran all the time, and, you know, he'd make big plays down the field, but... Well. For some weird reason, I think this is going to be the best thing to happen to the team.
2: We will find out Saturday night what a great match it is. Anybody else excited about the college football? That's what we open up our show with. We'll get the baseball and some other topics in just a few minutes. Our phone number, uh, phone lines are open at 888-463-6748. Two of the top five preseason teams in the country matching up in game one. Now, uh, Big Dog, you are a schedulologist, if you will. Uh, you know, the science, of creating schedules now these two two this is not like something they put together last year this is like four or five years ago and back then Oregon was not a preseason top five team is that no no
1: no no no, no you're right they were they were a consistent top fifteen team mm-hmm. that always lost two games a year they were ten and two every okay. year that that was Oregon's record
2: okay so when they scheduled this I think LSU realized it was a big game I don't think either of the teams realized it would be this humongous of a match it's almost unfair. To have, you know, arguably two teams, some people say, might be playing for the national championship in Mm. game one. I mean, it's going to be great to watch, but it's almost unfair.
1: Well, well, let's face it. You know, this is going to be a wacky year. LSU, if they lose, if they run the table the rest of the way, will be in the national title game almost. Either. I mean,
2: either of these teams could do that.
1: Yes, exactly. So it's not act like it's an elimination game, but Mm -hmm. it can be. It definitely can be uh, because if you lose this game. You basically cannot lose the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So if you if you truly think that you're one of the like the eight teams in the in the country that can win a national title,
3: mm-hmm. and there's a
1: there's a Big Ten team by the way, coach, that can win a national title.
2: And I'm going to predict that Big Ten team you're talking about is the UW
1: Edge, without a question. Do you yep. realize they have the best quarterback in the country this year outside of Andrew Luck?
2: Yep. first year playing for Wisconsin, but he played like 16 years at North Carolina State. And he transferred, but he's eligible immediately because he's a fifth year senior, correct?
1: Yeah. Or, 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 I'm not exactly sure why he's eligible. If it wasn't just because of that, it might have something to do with the fact that he transferred to, uh, to a school that didn't have, like, his major, if he had already graduated.
2: Okay, one of those just
1: deals. Say, it was one of those. So just say Russell Wilson already graduated from North Carolina State and he wanted to major in a, uh, get his. Uh, not his bachelor's degree, his graduate degree, and if they didn't have the the right courses at NC State, he can go to any Division One school that would have the right courses for him. Believe
3: it or not, mm-hmm.
1: but kids. you know what? These kids deserve a little leeway, especially if they graduate. You know, honestly, Coach, the way these the way these like players get totally abused and used while they're there, if some kid graduates, he should be able to decide if he's going to transfer to a school and not lose a year of eligibility. Honestly, mm-hmm. the, the way these kids get used. This, mm-hmm. This kid is so good that he put North Carolina State on his back for the last couple years, and I know they may not have done much, but he's had nothing around him. He's going to go to a a school with an unbelievable offensive line, the ability to run the ball, tight ends that are just a factory. There's two tight ends on their roster that are going to play in the NFL, and this kid is a pinpoint accurate coach. So imagine he has a running game and all this protection, and now he can just go out there and play quarterback instead of putting the whole team on his back. So Wisconsin is the team to watch, and they're playing tonight. Mm-hmm. UNLV. Yep. So, uh, but I will guarantee you this: they're going to struggle. Wisconsin always struggles in their first game. Yeah, always. one of the
2: best games of the year is Week Two or Week Three. In fact, it's um, I'm sorry, it's Week Four, October first. Nebraska, brand new in the Big Ten, taking on Wisconsin. Big dog. That is at Wisconsin. I think if you. Who knows how the season will play out, but if you look now, your top ten games you'd anticipate, I think you got to put Nebraska at Wisconsin, maybe even in the top five.
1: Yeah, just the way, like I will admit it, last year I was rooting for Nebraska to win the Big Twelve so we can be like, hey, we took the Big Twelve champion and now they're playing in the Big Ten. I will, I, I will get over this soon in a in a couple years, two or three years, but I don't want Nebraska to come. Into the Big Ten in the first year mm-hmm. and win it as a Big Ten fan. Do you, yeah. you know where I'm coming no, from? I completely goes. agree. Yeah. Okay. So I don't want us to downgrade our conference at all. If you remember now, Penn State, they came in and like they were accepted in 1990 into the Big Ten and they started playing football in '93 and they played really well. And in 1994, they absolutely annihilated the Big Ten.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I remember as a fan being like, "Really? Well, are we, is our conference?" Not as good as we thought it was. How could this independent come into this conference and just run the table? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't want that happening again. Because if it does, it'll give some credence to the whole, oh, the Big Ten is really the fourth-best conference in the country. when they're at well, think either the second or third. A
2: lot of Big Ten love, a lot of Wisconsin Badger love coming out of the big dog. Joel Radwanski, I agree with you. I think they are a national championship contender. The two running backs, by the way, they – you uh, alluded to they're both outstanding. They're both quick. James White, I was so impressed with him last year. And the kid, yeah. Monte Ball, who came on last year. They got mm-hmm. both of them coming back. Two stud running backs, big dog.
1: Yeah, and those guys were their second and third string running backs last year. But I swear to you, every one of those guys had injuries last year. All three of <laughs> the running backs. Who was the starter last year, the stud, the senior? You know what, about. now I'm forgetting his name, too. Yeah, that doesn't matter. He's gone. But all those... So and they were all number ones, and they all stepped up. Both of those guys stepped up because they they were countered upon. John the Clay. guys. Were hurt. The
2: what, big uh? ho- the big horse, John Clay.
1: Yeah, that's right, John Clay. That could, people just bouncing off of him. Yep. So you know, uh, James White is really small, but people bounce off of him too Coach. he's really good at getting people off balance mm-hmm. and then like attacking the tackler in a way where the tackler can't be in the right position, and then next you know, he's running through them, where John Clay just ran straight and people just seemed to bounce right off the
2: guy. Other teams, John Clay was so big and strong, from what I heard, other teams, when they would play Wisconsin that week, they would get their defense ready, basically. Instead of bringing out a running back from their scout team, they would bring out the refrigerator from the kitchen, from the uh, from the cafeteria, and then have one of the assistant coaches with one of those electric prods, and that uh, actually have the refrigerator go right through the line and just barrel over defenders that was about the only way you could simulate what John Clay was like.
1: You know, it's funny that you said that because uh, there's a, a Samoan uh, defensive tackle for Oregon that was oh, a shirt.
2: Love Samoan defensive tackles.
1: And they and the guy has a, a rocket for an arm. Yep. And in the while Oregon prepared for Auburn, they put this kid in as a scout team quarterback playing Cam Newton. Okay, and they went full go, and they would make this guy drop back, and he would run around, and they had DBs flying up trying to tackle some guy named Kwiki Makalakane. Okay. God bless you. So if that was, and if you think about this coach, what was the only game all year that Cam Newton literally didn't take it out and smack you in the face with it? That so was it, Oregon. It worked. Yeah, it, it worked, really did. Yeah. And the players weren't afraid of Cam yeah. Newton anymore because it, it, it wasn't that a six foot four, two hundred seventy five pound behemoth muscle, mm-hmm. you know, Waka Muscle, Ken Newton coming at you. Oh, well, we just messed with Kaliki Makalakane, <laughs> and, you know, he's 6'8", uh, So it's honestly the Oregon players that are really
2: worth the defensive lineman in the backfield and simulate the quarterback. That's some <laughs> creative reasoning, but, uh, you okay. know, it may have worked that time. As a rule, though, Big Dog, from my experience, I love Samoan defensive linemen. I'm not a big fan of the Samoan wide receiver or the Samoan running back.
1: You're just me. Come on scout team quarterbacks.
2: That I can live with.
1: Okay, that, that I good. can live
2: with, especially if he's 6'8", 290 pounds. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, now there's um, a couple other good. You got South Florida taking on Notre Dame this weekend. That's not well, a bad no. game.
1: Just just throwing this out there. South Florida is one of those teams to watch for possible BCS game, folks. He, he,
3: South Florida's good
2: yeah. coach. So it's yeah. it's a good matchup for Notre Dame. What makes it interesting, too, and this one's not tonight, but it is on Saturday, is that uh, South Florida, correct me if I'm wrong, is coached by Lou Holtz's son. Yeah.
1: See, the wait, skipper. He has, the, the skipper can flat-out coach.
3: coach. Dun, dun, he can't the skipper, the actual dun, coach. Dun, dun, and, dun, and you know dun, what? Dun, dun, he borrowed dun, dun,
1: a lot of stuff from his father, and yep. there's nothing wrong with that because Lou Holtz, you, you know, Coach, he seems
2: to— He didn't so borrow old. his father's haircut, I hope.
1: You no, know, I, I definitely I okay. He does not has not done that. You there know, Lou seems like totally old school. Blah blah blah. But that man was cutting edge in terms of thought about how to how to do things in football. He yep. really was.
2: Yep. He's a classic example, like you and me, hope to be big. Doe, where a great genius is not realized until later in life, and I think that's the based on our writings. That's about the best that we can hope for right now. That will be appreciated <laughs> somewhere down the line. Hopefully, we'll still be a lot to appreciate. Uh, Probably not,
1: though. Well, between the two, uh, sometimes I wonder, hopefully I go first, to be quite honest, Coach.
2: Yeah. Great genius is never, is, is rarely realized while you're still around. Pe- one day, people of uh, Big Dog, will appreciate you, and then the ratings for this show will soar. Unfortunately, it's not happening anytime soon. Well, um,
1: my mom and my girlfriend appreciate
2: me. Yeah, well, that's all that counts. That's all, and Like you said, we have a following in where? The, the Philippines and over the Middle East. Yeah, so time. you got to take your pluses where you can. Now another game we haven't talked about: big week one battle. This is tremendous. Boise State, right? Boise State is going this is the
1: to, most under the radar huge game that I can remember at the beginning of the season that we've seen, coach.
2: Yeah, partly because you got LSU and Oregon hogging the headlines. Boise State is is taking on who?
1: Boise State's going down in and, and
3: Georgia. On right. Georgia coach. Wow.
1: At Georgia. And, uh, they, they. I know. It's, uh, Totally different uh, regimes, well, not not what Mark Rick says, but I mean like for players. But like when Georgia hosted Boise State in 05, I'm almost positive it was. It was I'm pretty sure it was 05. And Boise State had this the whole big buildup, and they're going into Georgia, and they're going to prove they can play with the big boys, and it was 38 nothing at halftime. Do you remember that? Yep. That's not going to happen again. No, that no. will not happen again. That was as a Boise State
2: time. team back then. Boise State was still thinking, you know, do we belong? The current Boise State, last year's group, a couple of years ago, uh, they know. They now know that they belong. It's a it's a different confidence level with the boys in blue.
1: I, I completely agree. These guys really think that they can win, and, and they can win. It's as simple as that. They've got a nice team, Coach, a really nice team.
2: What do you think the point spread is on that game? Boise State at Georgia, Athens, Georgia. The Bulldogs have been down for a little bit. Great football tradition there. And I would say, Mark Rick, I think it is uh, hard to believe, but it. it's 11th
1: year. Can that be true? Yeah, the, it's he's he's a, right, Yeah, they, he's been a while. Don't forget, he was there when when Georgia had, uh, they, they beat Florida State in the Sugar Bowl. Do mm-hmm. you remember that? So, I mean, Georgia's had some, and he's the one SEC coach. But and, and if you think about it, it obviously wasn't recently because Alabama, LSU, and and uh, Florida have been winning national championships in the SEC yep. every year. So it, that's what he's been for eleven years. That's, so.
2: Is it safe to say that um, there won't be a twelfth year for Mark Richt unless Georgia, you know, goes like nine and two this year or something like
1: that? Well, you know, he's in the the side of the of the SEC that you want to be on this year because the East is possible that you can win some football games because. Florida is good, question mark. South Carolina might be the best team in the East, honestly, Coach. Or the country. Uh, uh, Well, we'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll definitely see, especially if if, uh, Steve Spurrier doesn't forget he has Marcus Lattimore, which he shouldn't. And, you know, they could have won an awful lot of games riding that horse. Uh, But I I think Georgia could win a lot of games on that side. Now, if you're talking – The other side of the division, we were talking LSU and Alabama and Auburn and Tennessee. I mean, that's Mm. – and, you know, Mississippi State, Mississippi coach, Mississippi State has a running back coming back from last year. I can't remember his name. I'm pretty sure it's like Mathis. They're they're never on television.
2: He's not Samoan, is he?
1: No, he's an African-American young man. Just checking. He scored 21 touchdowns last year and ran for 1,500 yards. Okay, oh, that's just, nobody was totally sleeping on this kid. I mean, I, I, obviously, I, the only time I watched him play was in the, the Alabama game. Mm-hmm. And, like, Alabama beat him, like, 17 to nothing, uh, which Alabama's going to do to a lot of teams. But, see, most people would be upset about those type of scores. I actually love them. But there's a lot of uh, good running backs. Now, Tennessee had the kid that ran for over 1,000 yards last year. Okay, obviously Alabama has Trent Richardson coming back. Uh, LSU has two running backs that are huge. Is, so that side of the division is just loaded with NFL talent, players up and down uh, the division. So We're
2: talking to the uh, publicity and marketing director of the Southeast Conference, my good partner, Joel Radwanski, joining us here on the Two Guys in a Mic Show. By the way, as a side note, uh, they asked Steve Spurrier, his highly ranked South Carolina Gamecocks, they asked Coach Spurrier to list positives and negatives for the team. On uh, positives, you know what he listed number one? Brilliant, co- um, brilliant everybody's
1: coaching. Eligible, and there was no off-field incidents this year. That
2: was number two. Number one was brilliant coaching.
1: Ooh, yeah, that's good to know.
2: Yeah, especially when it comes from Steve Spurrier. Now, uh, let me test you real quick on the point spreads. And I remind everybody, and we're going to wrap up our college football talk. We got some baseball stuff to get to. Got to get off the. Sports page as well, Big Dog and the coach at your service right up until 11 o'clock again Phone lines open, folks. Dial it in. We want to hear your thoughts, your opinions, your wisdoms, your criticisms. Well, maybe not your criticisms, but three out of four is not bad. 888-463-6748. 888-463-6748. Beat the schmoes tomorrow, Big Dog. Get your picks ready. I already talked well, I'm to him. Um, do
1: it. I'm gonna have to do it when I get off the phone because I'm really busy today.
2: Absolutely. Get so, whatever you need to most, get it the done.
1: Point spread at all, Coach
2: David Olson is gonna be a guest schmo. K. Jack, our young kid who was in yesterday, is gonna call in. Kevin, the Swamp Rat, Haran, longtime schmo is gonna play beat the Schmoes with us. So uh it'll be the uh, kickoff week. Very highly exciting for beat the Schmoes. You pick any three football games against the point spread, and if you beat the Schmoes and Big Dog for the tenth consecutive year. I think I can speak for you and say that we are proud once again to be the schmoes in this particular game.
1: Heck yeah, coach.
2: <laughs> Give me a, uh, let's, let's test your point spread now, here. Boise State. Yeah, I
1: have looked at any of these. And that's I, why I've, I'm testing it. Yeah.
2: Boise State at Georgia.
1: Georgia will be a
2: four and a half point favorite. See, that's what I would have said. Boise State. This shows you how much respect they've earned. Three and a half point favorite at Georgia. Shocking. Wow. Shocking. Wow. All right. How about uh, LSU and
1: Oregon? LSU will be a four-point favorite.
2: You ready to be shocked again?
1: Don't tell me Oregon.
2: Oregon by four at LSU. Oh, and that obviously, that great. has that to do... first
1: beat with... to smoke right here. Lay it down. LSU plus the four. Thank yeah. you very much.
2: But wouldn't you say the point spread is not is very much the result of the turmoil that uh, and the suspensions that's been going on down at LSU?
1: You know what? Look, look through the past and history how many times... There's been controversy, and oh no, how are these teams going to respond? They can never, other. and then they end up being like, "Wow, that actually helped the team." Mm-hmm. This is one of those cases, coach. You got they don't need some guy that's been a schmuck for four years, and all of a sudden, uh, the day that he decides to step up and tell everybody, "I'm leading this team. We need no off-field incidents." Two hours later, is kicking an unconscious guy in the face. <laughs> they don't need that guy in the yeah. program.
3: Yep, yeah.
2: you are correct, my friend. How about um, how about Wisconsin? UNLV tonight, what do you think the spread is? Uh,
1: that will be 24.
2: 35 and a half. You're a little rusty. Big <laughs>
3: dog's a little rusty in this game. No, no, no. No, no, coach. 30?
1: To the, run to the bank. 35 and a half. That would be a nice way to start the year out with dropping a scene out and putting something in the bank and then start playing. That, that, so that's, that's nice.
2: You're, you're basing on that and the fact that Wisconsin never quite gets the engines going in the first game?
1: Yeah, absolutely, coach. And and you will see them do like just simple stuff. I'm not kidding you. They show nothing in game one. They they will legitimately run the ball up the middle the whole entire second half. And I know that might bore you to death, but they're really smart about like working on the fundamentals and all. Like if you're the fifth string running back for Wisconsin today, you're going to get five carries, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> that's okay. that's what the, the right. game one is. Just basically, right. we go out there and just make sure the engine's running properly. For
2: all the young kids out there, if you got a C note hanging around, or you want to uh, check out your parents' drawers and grab one, a good bet to make according to the dog. Take UNLV. Take the thirty-five and a half. The Badgers will not start rolling till what? Maybe week three or four.
1: Yeah, yeah that game has thirty-eight to ten written all over okay. it. Okay.
2: All right. Again, to all the young kids out there. Let yeah, that be a yeah. lesson. Two more games let me throw at you, both local here. Boston College, taking on my beloved Northwestern Wildcat, Northwestern at BC Big Dog, you guess the spread.
1: Uh that Boston College will a perfectly seven point favorite.
2: You're still rusty. Three point favorites. Three point favorite. And finally, uh your beloved Illinois team taking on the always tough Arkansas State team. That's at Illinois, by the way.
1: Uh that'd be uh, Illinois would be Eleven. Point favorite.
2: How about twenty-one?
1: Okay, that's good. Uh, I would in the, the see. I don't know anything about Arkansas State. I do know that's like their fourth year in Division One. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they have returning. They do have. Uh, they're from the Sun Belt Conference, coach. And I do know they have like some like ridiculous kick returner that they have, and that's the only thing I know about that team. Mm-hmm. But twenty-one points is a whole mess.
2: All right, very good. A little college football talk. It opens up, big dog. We've been uh, anticipating waiting a long time. Hard to believe. Tonight, the 2011, and, of course, it carries into 2012. College football season starts. I know you've got to be excited. Hopefully, you're wearing more than just your bathrobe right now. Uh,
1: no, actually, Coach, uh, I actually <laughs> have on the towel. Oh, boy. The bathrobe. I just have the towel hanging over from my hand. That's, that's all I have on right now.
2: That's not a good look. Thank goodness we don't have Skype working today, David. Sometimes exactly. checking in via the telecommunicative phone lines is a good thing.
1: Now, that, as soon as I get uh, the headset from TalkZone.com, because I've been using one from a different channel, Coach. Yes. And it, it's just not as good. So when uh, David Olson was uh, thought-phoned up to get it out here, hopefully I should have told him put it in care of me. But yep. in lieu of that, hopefully it's here tomorrow and we'll start yep. doing more Skype stuff. But the problem is for the people out there, they'll have to look at me more often. It's a problem. I don't know that's
2: good. It's a problem. Just put the bathroom away and wear actual clothes. I think we'd all appreciate that, especially after a big bears Monday. I know how excited you can get. Uh, but I'm glad David Olson do that. We kid him a little bit. We tease him. We abuse him at times. And for the most part, he deserves it. But we are blessed to have one of the top producers in the biz running our show, Big Dog. Uh, David Olson, outstanding job on the other side of the glass. He keeps us uh, somewhat on the straight and narrow, and that is not necessarily an easy job to do.
1: Oh, no, absolutely not, coach. It's impossible. <laughs>
2: All right, real quick. Uh, let's switch topics here. College football tees off tonight. Beat the schmoes tomorrow. We still got baseball going, though. And our White Sox are uh, making a little bit of a push. A little bit of a push to make September interesting. And by the way, it is September 1st today. Happy September to you and yours. And please That's keep your hands month. off of mine. But the uh, White Sox. Best
1: month of the year, coach. Pardon Best me? month of the year. Yeah, Best yeah. month of the year.
2: Yeah, I tend to agree.
1: It's My September. favorite one period.
2: Weather was, football starts, there's a freshness in the air, there's a certain invigoration. I love September.
1: Yeah, you know, like in school, you get to go back to school? Yeah, it's something that. that I loved it. Seriously, I couldn't, I couldn't wait to go back to school mm-hmm. every single year. So.
2: Yeah, all right, I like that optimism. Very nice. And then we start, you know, October, we temper the uh, uh, enthusiasm a little bit. October's still a good month. And then November, you got Thanksgiving. It's still pretty good. And then come the dark days. The depression of December, Jan, Fab. Oh, I talked to a couple of people recently. I forget other conversations. Oh, I love the change of seasons in Chicago. I love the change. Of, you know, I love the change of seasons too, but not when it's like five months of winter, right?
1: Well, I got to tell you something. The fall in Chicago, when you talk about, like if you go out in the Morton Arboretum area, yes. as well as, like where I live, gorgeous. Oh, oh my goodness, yeah, and the northern suburbs too. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So you just have to take it for what you have right now. You, you do realize that the, you have bleakness coming, but th- that's when you really treasure those moments, when you can mm-hmm. say, wow, it's 65 degrees. Yeah. I can layer and I can, I can show that I got style. I can mm-hmm. walk down the street without perspiring everywhere mm-hmm. you know, and look at the leaves It's a nice, cool breeze. You know, you got to enjoy that. Don't be like, oh no, oh, no, oh no, it's the Grim Reaper's coming. <laughs> Come on, coach. You know, that, I have to admit you that, know, that can I, be I, me I at like,
2: times. I have to admit that can be me.
1: No, well, I do have to admit, like when it's January fifteenth and it's and it's Tuesday, and you got five more days before you can watch the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Yep. you know what I mean. College bowl season is over with the, so, and especially this year, no NBA basketball. And I'm going to be looking at an Illinois team that has nothing but question marks, but it could be possible. That's what I'm hoping for. The only thing that keeps me warm all winter is going to be Illinois basketball.
2: The only, thing that keeps similar, the only thing that keeps me going out of January 15th in Chicago was Creighton at Northwestern. Thank you very much.
1: Well, I don't think Northwestern really, <laughs> really plays the, the, the non-conference game in the middle of the conference schedule. Coach. Yeah,
2: I was just throwing that out. There's an example. All right, don't take me literally, big dog. You know me better than that. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Twins knock off the White Sox, seven to six. Sox go back a game because the Tigers did win. They're trying to make a September run at Detroit. Uh, the young kid in the studio yesterday, the young and the sharp one, Kevin Jackman, K-Jack, if you will. He thought the Sox had a real chance of catching Detroit, and I think. You agree a little bit with his philosophy, Big Dog, and he basically said the White Sox starting pitching is good and solid one through five. Where the Tigers really only are only pretty sure of a victory the one time Justin Verlander pitches. Now,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm, I said that on on Tuesday. That's exactly yes. what I said. They got, they win one out of every five games. The problem is the other four, they're only winning one out of
2: but, those four. But that theory has not been proven true because two weeks ago, Rick. Corsello pitched brilliantly yesterday. I'm not sure who it was.
1: Porcello, the last two weeks out, the last two outings. His ERA is above five, coach. Okay. Only A.J. Burnett is, has an higher, higher ERA oh, right
2: now. Oh, I know so. is Detroit keeps winning, and, and Jake Peavy got shelled yesterday. uh To the White Sox credit, they are down six runs in the first inning. First inning, Peavy then got, you know, hot and shut him down the next three, four, five innings, but White Sox did battle back, and, um, well, I don't know if you saw the game or heard about it, Big Dub, a little controversy in the managerial decisions back in the seventh, uh, ninth inning. Uh,
1: why, what happened? Well, the White Sox battled back. Okay. I, so, I saw 7-6, a pinch run for Paul Canerco. Yeah, Yeah, now 3 looks at a pitch right down the middle of the uh, – but what was that bat? by the way? Paul Canerco, it, it's a 7-4 game, and Joe Nathan has given him nothing, nothing. And uh, so, you know, the away pitch – he just flips the bat out, drops in a single. It, 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 Paul Canerco is just a winner, pure and simple yep. coach. just one of that at bat yep. was phenomenal. If he was,
2: was a if, if he was a food, he would be pure quality 100% ground beef. I
1: mean that guy yeah, he is just and, solid. and cooked perfectly. Yes. Yes, yeah, that's what yeah. Paul Canerco. is.
2: Well, just just a you talk about the quality, consistent, professional athlete. Paul Canerco is the living
1: did you see the at bat I was talking about in the next yeah. inning with the bow oh, Absolutely, really was, with two runners
2: on at a critical time, also.
1: It was phenomenal. I mean, just, and just, okay, you're going to throw me nothing but outside pitches, so I go, I'll have to hit it at the right field. And he does, right down the line, mm-hmm. perfectly placed. It was awesome. Now, but so right before that at bat, decision.
2: the controversy, well, one of the controversies is continuing to bat Alex Rios in the lineup and to put him at fourth up. Rios struggled again yesterday. But the real critical decision was uh, right before the Canerco bat. Uh-huh. Adam Dunn, pinch-hitting. This is, again, a White Sox team that had battled back from oh, yeah, 6 nothing at the time.
1: I didn't realize that. Dunk. I thought he was just in the lineup.
2: Brent Lillibridge had hit a home run earlier in the game, and he makes the decision to sit Lillebridge and bring in Adam Dunn to pinch-hit. I didn't understand that when I all oh, big done.
1: That's horrible. That's horrible, Coach. Because not only Brent Lillibridge is hot, Adam Dunn has zero confidence. And to put that much pressure on him, oh, you're going to replace a guy that's already hit a home run today, mm-hmm. and you're having the worst season in the history of Major League Baseball. And we're that—that was—I did not know that. That's yep. when I started watching the game. Was when Dunn was up. Mm-hmm. I did not know he was a pitcher. Yeah,
2: I thought that was a very. And he's getting uh, pretty roundly criticized for it at a critical time. Yeah,
3: critical no, that, time because a base hit. You ball.
2: got you know got Conurco coming up next. That was a big, big bet. And of course, uh, need, need, needless to say, Dunn struck out. Now. I,
1: so that that would be like that would be like the Chicago Bears uh, handing the ball like trying to throw Desmond Clark a bomb on third and twenty when they have options of Johnny Knox Devin Has you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just dumb. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. and I agreed with Ozzie for the most part during the year. You know, I think he kept quiet about it didn't over-dramatize it, and just kept Dunn out there saying, you know what, if we're going to win this year, this guy has got to hit, he's got the track record, et cetera, et cetera. I agreed with that philosophy up until about three weeks ago, Big maybe even a month ago. And then I think at that point, it was clearly evident that this season was going to be a train wreck for Adam Dunn, and he continued to play him. sat him a little bit, but played him too much, pinch-hitting opportunities, and I think it did, uh, you know, again, I was with him. For most of the season, I'm talking about Ozzie Guillen, but I think the last month he went too far playing Adam Dunn.
1: Yeah, uh, no, he's, uh, that's that's true, Coach. It's, it's, it's something had to be done. And if you are Adam Dunn, do you really want to be the first guy to ever have more strikeouts than your batting average? Yeah. Do you really want to be the guy yeah, that has yeah, but you can't worry. strikeouts and less than a hundred walks.
2: You know what? If you're not in pennant contention, maybe the manager and the player can take that into consideration. But if you're in contention, you can't think about the stats. You gotta, you gotta make the right call.
1: I'm glad you said you can't think about the stats. I'm glad you said yeah. cause if, because, but you can consider. You have to consider who's playing the best. Yes, and you know we can say track record, track record, and that's true. But at some point, maybe at the beginning of next season, yep. try to you know you give Don uh, another chance. But at this point, uh, I look at track record as recent history, and yep. we're not talking like a month. It's the worst season ever. Ever, no one's ever mm-hmm. played this bad in the history of the game. It's been proven. All right, I mean, yeah. they, once a week I see something else on MLB Network. They do their two-minute spotlight on Adam Dunn, mm-hmm. and basically it gets worse every week. And if, it's not even comparable when they start showing other seasons. Like Rob Deer had one season where he hit like 189, coach, and he struck out like 120 times, but he was pulled out of the lineup. But then again, he had like he he had like 55 RBIs. You know, Adam Dunn's got like 30. Yep. It's, it's 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 lunacy. I can I cannot imagine that he's even getting that fast at all.
2: Detroit Tigers knocked off KC five to four, so they move up their lead to uh, six games against the White Sox. Cleveland Indians, don't forget about them. They won yet again. I think that's three in a row for the Indians. They beat the Oakland A's. The White Sox have today off, and then big Dog starting tomorrow at the cell. We got the Detroit Tigers coming to town, so that should be pretty interesting. Justin Verlander is pitching on Friday, and I think that helps the White Sox. Yes,
3: you I'm, don't
1: want him on Sunday. You yes. want him to just get them over with. Yes. Get them over with. And and if you lose, if you, you win two more games, at least you gain ground, because you have to, you cannot lose this series, especially if you're down a week. Yep. And six games is a week of baseball with a month left. Folks. Yep.
2: You don't have to sweep it, but you don't want to lose
3: two out of three.
1: Yeah, and, but if you do sweep it, then you have a legitimate, cause three games to me is something that even if you only have a weekend is concerning. But when you start talking like five and six games, you're, you're talking a whole week of baseball, mm-hmm. but uh, three games and less is a weekend of baseball, which is totally different with a month left.
2: Socks better enjoy the day off today. I think in the next 27 days, dog, they play 28 games. 28 games in the next 27 days, so no rest for the weary for the Chicago White Sox. Again, big series coming up against Detroit. A lot of football going on this weekend, but that'll be an interesting baseball series to watch.
3: Yeah, That's well. interesting,
1: and uh, the team that gets it the worst, but the team that probably doesn't affect whatsoever is the Philadelphia Phillies. Coach, during the last 31 days of the baseball season, so it started yesterday, they have 33 baseball games and no off days. Interesting. Yeah, so if you're Charlie Manuel, you have to at this point kind of start assuming that your team's going to win the division and have the best record in the National League, and you legitimately now are only managing to make sure that uh, you have twenty five prime players ready for around October fifth or sixth of the, mm-hmm. uh, the baseball season. Because that, that's that's a little strange, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. I mean, you you have the most grueling schedule, and your only responsibility now as the Philadelphia Philly manager is to make sure your team is healthy starting the playoffs, which are lucky to be in that situation.
2: Healthy and you still want to be sharp.
1: Oh, yes. Still want to be sharp. Let's not forget that.
2: By the way, just another shutout again for the Philadelphia Phillies yesterday. Halliday did it a couple days ago, or yesterday, two days ago. Cliff Lee did it yesterday. Just another uh, walk in the park for the Philadelphia Phillies who are rolling, to say the least.
1: Well, there might be a little bit of an issue because neither one could complete the shutout. They had to get help from the bullpen. Oh, boy,
2: yeah, it's a big issue. Yeah. <laughs> big issue. By the way, an email coming in, you can email us, folks, at mike2guys at AOL.com. M-I-C and the number two. Email is always happily accepted at mike2guys.aol.com. Hoping and groping, big dog. Hoping wow, and
1: groping. That's a handle. I like that handle. Yeah,
2: hoping and groping wants to know. This is a good question. He's a White Sox fan. Hoping and groping says that A.J. Persinsky is going to be healthy this weekend. And uh, if you remember, A.J. was playing well. Before he got injured, Tyler Flowers, though, has led the White Sox, uh, on a win streak, handling the pitchers. He's hitting the ball. They're on a roll, uh, up until yesterday. What do you do as a manager? Do you play them both? Do you go back to AJ or do you sit out, AJ, and play Tyler Flowers? The question from hoping and groping.
1: Well, I would, uh, talk to, talk to their man, Don Cooper. Figure out if there's any pitchers that like throwing to Flowers.
3: Very good.
1: Or prefer throwing to Pruszynski, and then you platoon them in that way. Forget the whole lefty-righty batting thing. The most important thing is how they handle the pitchers. So if you have one of the pitchers that be like, no, I really want Pruszynski back there, then I, then you get Pruszynski back there. And if the other ones are like, hey, you know what, I like the way Flowers catches, mm-hmm. then that, that's the way I would do it. Uh, but uh, I would continue to get Flowers into the lineup. And, and then if, if you had no – if the pitchers were like, I could care less, then you have a legitimate platoon, lefty, righty, platoon. It has a catcher position. It, mm-hmm. If there's any position that you want a platoon at, lefty, righty, it's the catcher position. It's you have two guys that yeah, can handle Interesting. So
2: you would not just give A.J. Persinsky his job. I mean, he A.J. was hitting like 290 and was on a roll.
1: Yeah, he was hitting pretty, but just because he was hitting hot yep. two weeks ago before he got hurt doesn't yep. mean he's going to continue. Okay.
3: Right. And
1: and and like you said, coach, the kid has played well, and they've started to get hot while mm-hmm. AJ was on the fence. Yep. So um, and sometimes you you have to continue going with what's – we just we just talked about it, coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the track record is you, you, uh, Adam Dunn is a is a thirty five home run guy, and Brent Lillard is. As a 265-10 home run run. Well, not this year and not lately. That's Mm -hmm. why you don't. So right now, you just don't give A.J. Brzezinski the whole job.
2: They're very good. Big Dog Waxing Poetic here on the two guys in a mic show. Real quick, let's uh, switch from baseball to NFL football. We do have an exhibition game tonight, Big Dog. It's the final exhibition game, which means you won't see the starters much. But if you're an NFL purist, if if you're a, a humanist, if you will, if you enjoy that, perspective of football you've got a lot of guys that are going out tooth and nail battling one good play can make the team one negative play can cause themselves to get cut nfl careers i might be dramatizing it a little bit are at stake tonight so there's a little bit of interest in watching but we do have our bears taking on the tennessee titans at beautiful tennessee stadium
1: no no no, coach you're not over dramatizing it uh, th- and think about this year so much more than other years in the past You have uh, a lot of the preseason, starters have gotten more stats in the preseason than normal, and second teams have have gotten a lot more snaps than normal. So what happens is those third-team guys and the guys that are trying to battle to be a third or a second-team guy, they've gotten less snaps in practice because there's been so fewer practices. There's going to be guys out there trying to make a team who may have had like six snaps in games so far this season, Mm -hmm. as opposed to... This is always big in every other season. But cause you know, the, everybody I'm sure understands that this year there have been no off-season practices up until, what, like what three weeks ago? And now there's no two-a-days. So there's been I, – I forget the exact number, but I think teams have missed anywhere between 30 to 35 fewer practices than they typically would have by now. Mm-hmm. So if you're a guy trying to make a roster, you're, you're basically like this is the only thing they'll ever know about me. And if I don't play well here – I might have to become an insurance salesman. Honestly,
2: <laughs> that's that's pressure. Yeah, that's pressure. The mindset is very key. You got to go out there, and there might be some third stringers, some part time players battling for positions. Listening as we speak, Big Dog, I know you're a you have many part time jobs. One of them is a, somewhat of an unofficial, shall we say, sports psychologist. What should the mental state be for any of those uh, bear players that might be listening, possibly even some Tennessee players? You go into it mentally, where where do you got to be?
1: Okay, well, if if you're you're smart, you realize this, okay? That this may be your only chance to impress somebody. So you just got to lay it all on the line. And here's the other thing. If you truly want to be in the NFL, that means you truly want to be a good NFL player. Not just make it. You want to be a good NFL player. So what happens is you must relish the idea that you only have one shot to prove yourself. So don't cower from it. So if you're going to make it in the NFL, then you shouldn't be like, well, I only had one shot. I never really got it. So, well, that is your shot. And you know what? That should be fun for you. Because I know one thing, I would give anything for just one shot to play an NFL football team coach, mm-hmm. anything. So.
2: Are you a believer in the um, positive, not just positive mental attitude, but actually picturing the positive Scenario: Like if you're a wide receiver, you do some mental exercises
3: before no. the game.
2: You actually picture the play, picture your quarterback throwing the ball. You see it, the mental image of yourself catching and holding onto the ball. Can that help, or is that a little bit overrated?
1: At the, the end of my freshman year, Coach Ventrilli pulls me up the varsity coach. So I, I played varsity football my freshman year wow. at Downers North. Now the first, we only had only had like the last two weeks, but the the first was like that Monday practice. Dwayne Buterusis, a, a great coach at Riverside Brookfield, goes to be an assistant coach at at, at, at Downers Roars. We got really lucky to get him. He starts yelling at us, blah, blah, blah. Everybody lay down. And I was like, what the heck is going on? It's my first day, you know, practice with these guys. They're like, Joel, just lay, in, lay down on the ground. And he made us <laughs> go over whatever play that we dreamed of doing, a phenomenal play, mm-hmm. over and over and over. I'm not kidding you. And I'm not kidding you, Matt Zundel, our guy, Always had this one play, he would go over and over and over, and I'm not kidding you, like that game. Like he had us, like every one he would just have a player describe it. Mm-hmm. So we would describe our perfect yeah. play as we pictured it over and over. Mm-hmm. And I'm not kidding you, that day it happened with Matt Zundel. I think they there most. Like jumped the dude. And, like, took, and then after that, coach, before every game, I would spend five minutes
3: mm-hmm. and just
1: picture myself completely dominating, mm-hmm. completely dominating. Yeah. Like knocking people over when I blocked them. Catching the ball, straight arming people, and they would fall down. And believe it or not, it would actually happen to me. So now, I wasn't, I'm not, not Barry Sanders. I'm not acting like that, but you know, <laughs> I, it really elevated my and, play.
2: And that can apply to uh, just about any sport as well, not just football. I know before the show, not every day, Big Doe, but on a semi regular basis, I will run through my mental exercises, trying to, you know, I, I mentally picture myself listening to you and actually agreeing with things that you say. So I do some of my mental exercises as well.
1: Well, at least it happens every once in a while, even if it only is in fantasy. It's if not you a, actually agree with me. It's
2: not a perfect science. What can you say? Um <laughs> All right, so you got Bears taking on Tennessee. Now this is interesting, and David Olson, I'd like your thoughts on this too. NFL football running into politics a little bit. Barack Obama has to come out with his big job speech, much anticipated, hugely anticipated speech coming up next week. Originally he wanted to do it Wednesday, big job. They announced they're coming out doing it Wednesday. Well, John Boehner and the uh representing the fine Congress said that you know you can't do it on Wednesday because we've got a Republican debate set up for that day. So they went back and forth on that. Another little battle between Barack and, and, and uh, Boehner, and Barack decided to move it to Thursday. Now, big dog, oh, this is a big speech next Thursday. I don't know if you have it on your calendar yet. Mm -hmm. But the NFL season opens up with a team called the Green Bay Packers taking on a team called the New Orleans Saints. So Barack Obama's speech will be interrupting the opening of the NFL season as opposed to the Republican debate. I don't know which way you're going.
1: Let's get things correct. First and foremost, you know, we have a lot more going on in the world. You know, when we're sitting here talking college football and all this other stuff, I hope people realize that we do understand that these are hard and difficult times going on in the United States and in the world in general. So I have no problem with that. I, you know, let's, uh, they should, you know, he's going to be in prime time right in the middle of the game, so it'll mm-hmm. it'll be. But at CSPN, they don't have to interrupt it. David, what right? are you think? Oh, is it going to be on NBC because it's on the Sunday Night Football channel?
2: No, well, I don't know. It's a Thursday night game.
1: Yeah, so I think it's on the Sunday Night Football channel. Yeah, I, 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 I think NBC. he's
0: right. I think it's on NBC.
1: So, yeah, it's going to be interrupted. They're going to right in the middle. of the, People are going to freak out. You'll, you're going to figure out who the morons are in the world. <laughs> so you should, we should you should go out, watch the opening game with friends like at a party, and the first person to, to talk, well, this is, well, why are we going to watch this? Well, there's people in the world that are suffering. There's issues in this country, gigantic issues. If you don't realize, we're about $19 trillion in debt to the Chinese right now. You know, stuff like that. Just throwing it out there.
0: Well, yes, the reason he wanted it on Wednesday is because that's the first day Congress is back in session, was to get right out the ground and do it. Mm-hmm. The thing that's really not getting reported in this whole fiasco is before they went public with their request, they contacted Boehner's office and said, hey, we want to do this on Wednesday. Is that fine? They're like, oh, yeah, 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 we'll, can, we can do it Wednesday. So they go and announce it, and then Boehner comes back, oh, no, no, we can't do it Wednesday.
2: Making Barack and his yeah. staff look bad. Yeah, yeah. Which
0: is a politics as usual.
2: Yeah, which is a theme for the next uh, 13 or 14 months. As you know, big dog, there are some conspiracists, uh, not conspiracists on this show. We call them conspiracists that feel that the Republicans would be very happy if the job situation and the economy would not improve for, oh, say, the next uh, 14 months until November comes around.
1: Even if it does improve, it's still going to be in, in, in the crap house, to be quite honest with you. So, yeah, the, you know, I, I hate to tell you, coach. But yeah the both parties do that they wish for bad things upon mm-hmm. so during elections, so the other one could be ousted right. so it's not like this is new Get okay. your the, uh, the two party system that we have is garbage as it is, yeah so yeah that's another that's another thing that's wrong with it is you're you're right it isn't a conspiracy it's happened
2: oh we' don't forget both we're coming out of it, okay? we are coming out with a news and I've changed the name for it now ratcaps is out. I sent you some information on it by the way.
1: Yeah, I, I, but it, yeah, I'm sorry. I've legitimately been working, right. like, from dusk till dawn. No excuse. So.
2: No, this is a political movement that could make you famous, Big Dog. I don't want to hear about your kayaking, working, and stuff. Get your priorities straight, but we changed the name for it. I can't get into it all right now, but what I do need to know in the next 15 seconds before we wrap up, though, is uh, i got a huge TV in the basement that we cannot move that's going uh-huh. to cost us over 100 bucks to move. Would the uh, Big Dog want to come out with a buddy and make 75 bucks?
1: Yeah, I can. I can get. I can get somebody to go out there and get it. Okay. It's a
2: working TV, and I'll throw in a foosball table along with it.
1: I love foosball.
2: Except it's got a broken leg, so you're gonna have to mend it.
1: No, uh, I don't know if I can use a foosball table. I got a large house, but I don't know where I would put that.
2: All right. Very good. Well, I'll uh, I'll call you off air. We'll see if we can put the Radwanski Moving Company to work.
1: That sounds like a good all idea.
2: Coach. Dog, uh, before you go to your regular work today now, uh, the important thing for today is get your Beat the Schmoes football picks done. Put your homework in. Another season of Beat the Schmoes is about to start.
1: And I'm going to legitimately have to do that over the next, like, 20 minutes because then after that I will be busy until Friday night at, like, 1130, and then I'm busy all weekend. Coach. Swamp Red
2: already said he's going to kick your butt this year. All right, we'll do it tomorrow, folks. Uh, Beat the Smoes. College football tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening. Two guys at a mic, talkzone.com. We're out of here.